baseball. So baseball. Hello. Kevin. Sorry, it took me a bit. I had to run and get the headphones. No worries. I I wanted to jump on today because, uh, as some of you know, I played fantasy baseball. Kevin does not play fantasy baseball. But the only thing that's important about fantasy baseball this week is just my observations regarding the new rules, all the new rules in baseball, how they are affecting pitching in Major League Baseball. Okay. Sounds good. So strap on in. Here's what I've noticed. Um, Ground ball pitchers, um, because of the banning of the shift and and another uh, number of other reasons, ground ball pitchers are fucked. Okay? Pardon my language. But guys who pitch to contact, um, regardless of how good your defense is, quote, unquote, you're hosed um, because balls are getting through, blah, blah, blah. Um, strikeout pitchers, they have a little better chance, of course, because if guy can't hit it, doesn't get through the shift. Um, also, guys who um, rely on, um, you know, max effort pitches every single time, those guys are getting tired in between pitches and they're giving up, you know, they're not throwing velocities are down about a, a mile and a half to two hours. Velocities are just down compared to last year because guys are having to pitch every 20 seconds rather than sit there and catch their breath and then go, you know, full effort every pitch. So pitching, I mean, if you look at who's doing well, very few pitchers are like lights out. Okay. Garrett Cole had a great opening day. Um, seems to be, what? It seems to be more of a Giants issue since they've struck out numerous <laughs> times since. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah, uh, Spencer Strider looked really good. He did walk a few people, got himself in and out of trouble. Um, Chris Bassett today looked like absolute horseshit against the Cardinals. He got lit up for seven earned runs while he was in there for 3.1 inning, and then they took him out in the guy they brought in gave up two more runs that were tagged to Bassett. Nine earned runs for Bassett. Just looking like absolute doo-doo. So I feel like whether you play fantasy baseball or not, what you're going to be looking for in a pitcher just completely changed overnight. You're looking for control guys, guys who can still be deceptive and throw strikes without maximum effort every time. Um, and I feel like if you are playing fantasy baseball, pitchers are once again going to go back to being an absolute premium. Whereas last year we're like, yeah, a lot of guys get you three something ERA and 1.2 whip, you know, uh, all of a sudden the good pitchers just got really valuable and the rest of the pitchers are kind of much worse. So what do you say to that? Um, first of all, Super small sample size, but I do see what's going on here in terms of what you are saying, especially the part about, you know, the guys who really have to get it, get the energy up and who have taken their time, you know, over the years. I mean, I, I'm thank God for Kenley Jansen being on the um, IL, but we saw what happened with Duvall yesterday in the Giants game. And there's a guy who, 
would belabor everything. And he did that in yesterday's game. And he had got two balls, you know, auto balls right. thrown on him. Um, so I haven't he, even been counting in the pitch clock mistakes. I, yeah. I so, about... yeah, no, 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 I know. And, and so, so I think that's, that's an interesting aspect of it, what you're saying. I really think that part about getting geared up and ready, because there are pitchers who are really good at that. I mean, Alex Wood, I'm speaking from the Giants. There's a guy who's ready to pitch before he gets the ball back. Um, even Cobb yesterday pitching for the Giants, he's like that, where he's ready to roar. And those pitchers are going to do really well because I think the counterbalance to what you're saying is these pitchers, these batters who don't have the time to get set, to think about it. Because what we have now in, in hitting is a lot of mental processing, right? Where in the old days, there was a very little mental processing as a hitter. They kind of went up there. They kind of knew what they liked. Yeah. See and ball, they did hit it. ball, as A-Rod Ex- always says. Exactly. And, and, but these, all these guys who, who've taken the, uh, you know, off season courses in hitting the ball in the air and watching, you know, uh, very minute uh, images of the ball hitting the bat and how they yeah. should be hitting all that stuff. That stuff is really hard for these guys now because you see them like they're just, they're not ready at the plate. Um, and there is that rule, which we've discovered also that a pitcher can get a ball on them if they're too fast to be ready. Like, this uh-huh. whole new thing, this one about making eye contact with the batter. Pitcher like, cannot come set until the batter is – so there's no more quick pitching. Like, yeah. yeah. It's become much more formulaic how each pitch unfolds. And yes. whether that's for good or for bad or – I think they uh, need to sort of maybe t- tweak. There's some tweaks that need to happen with the pitch clock and the – surrounding each pitch yeah and i think i think that will unfold naturally but what i am seeing is to your point exactly are the pitchers who who can regenerate really quick get back on the mound get up the guys who have always been like that like carlos rodan was like that for the giants last year he's just ready to go alex wood is like that um uh even you know the guy who was pitching for the yankees yesterday he was he was like that he's just up there on the plate yeah, Clark Schmidt. He was like ready to pitch. Yeah, he looked like um, shit though. Well, maybe because he didn't have an, he didn't you know had some other things going on based on what you're saying. So right, so right, right. Uh, but but he was ready to pitch. Um, and say that really, for him, he was ready to pitch. Yeah, and I and I think I think that is an interesting part of the game. I can't watch. I can't wait to watch a game in person because. Uh-huh. Um, just you know where where I watch the games is usually standing and. Um, there's not going to be much time you can look away. And I think that's no. going to be interesting is that people I used who are to like, be able to run to the be- I used to be able to run to the fridge to get a beer in between pitches. And now I cannot um, right, right. because it's 15 to 20 seconds. I had to wait for the whole inning to be over I, actually to get a beer. I, here's another interesting thing that I noticed on the MLB TV uh, app, you know, where you can watch all the games out of market, right? And now, I believe the button used to be 30 seconds for advance, right? Now, now it's, it's 10. Now it's 10. And yeah, it's, sorry, I stepped on your I stepped on your factoid there. My yeah, bad. Thanks, Ed McMahon. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> put your check away. And um, so it's super interesting because if you hit that 10 seconds, it's almost like clockwork now because in the past you because it is clockwork now 
in the past, it was a variable. Literal clockwork. Yeah, you no, hit that's the, you, you'd hit the 30 seconds, right? And you're like, oh, okay, well, nothing happened there because he's still like tightening his gloves or whatever. And or the pitcher's, you know, dancing around behind the mound. So it's super interesting because, you know, when you're watching a replay of a game, it's so much fun because you just go click, boom, click, boom. And, you, and that way you can, because I don't like watching like the replay, just show all the thing. I want to see the real, you know, stuff that unfolds in between if I want to stop and watch it. So um, really cool. Uh, and and so that part of it is is neat that they've, that they have covered that on the the um, on the video playback there, so good stuff. I think uh, I think so far the game. I mean, the stolen base thing is insane. I just saw five cars stopped on the side of the freeway in the in the um, in the not the shoulder but the free in the center island. Yeah, and they're all. I think like they actually stopped there on purpose. None of the cars were damaged. It was not an accident. Mm-hmm smiling and acting like they knew each other um is it possible that these guys met up there on purpose um yeah they could be and, uh and are going could to be the a, dodgers game or something no i would say most likely if you see stuff like that happen generally here in the bay area it's that you're about to have a sideshow because what they'll do yeah is... these guys looked a little too old for sideshow. okay all right well they they're... were all like in their late 30s or so like these were young young men with nice cars in the center of the 110 South. That's weird. Maybe they are. Maybe that's their, maybe that's a new meetup joint. That's what I'm thinking. I got they have pre-partying. I mean, that's a good way to get a, a DUI, right? Is to pull over on the freeway and start drinking. Have a tailgate on the freeway is generally not a good thing. <laughs> All right. But, Back to baseball. Yeah. Jose Urquidy. I don't know if you saw Jose Urquidy's outing. I no. did because I have him on my fantasy team. Fantasy. Hot trash. Just trash. Well, who cares? Who cares about fantasy Me? baseball? <laughs> I, I'm saying, like, they're going to have to do all these guys who have their models and their analytics and their stuff plus and their pitching plus models and all it's these guys all, who proclaim to understand pitching and what makes a good pitcher. They're going to have to break the model and reassess. Um, and they're going to have to look at results and not just predictive models because the predictive models are broken and I'm not shouting anyone out by name because love all these guys. Um, I still think that um, predictive pitching models will have a role in analytics and fantasy baseball and regular baseball, but they're going to have to completely change like, Oh yeah, well, this is good quality of contact, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm seeing a lot of bloop singles and, I'm seeing a lot of uh, dribblers that get through. Yeah. So, like, what a pitcher is going to be trying to do up there, assuming that Major League Baseball sticks with these rule changes, is going to be very, very vastly different in terms of actual real-life result outcomes. Yeah, I don't think they're going away because uh, Manfred was doing his, his dance in Texas of patting himself on the back for everything. So – um, not going away. Um, I don't even want, I don't want them to go away. I'm happy. No, with no. Changes. I, I, I'm I just am. not happy with my fantasy team. Well, because, because these rules aren't made for fantasy. I drafted baseball. for the old rules. I drafted yeah. because somebody, somebody said Chris Bassett is like the right pitcher to take here. Or somebody says Jose or has a 
a really good win probability because he's on the Astros. No, I think I, I think I told you to take Bassett. <laughs> you did, and he's freaking hot trash. I'm, well, I'm really... give him just one game. Give him a break. Just one game. I know, but he sucks. Yeah, but see, see, you, you, you are the problem with fantasy baseball people is it's collective, meaning that um, if if a player has a really bad one day, it becomes way heavier than. In, if you're a baseball fan, hey, it's just a loss. Move on to the next game. Well, yeah. Know? If you play head-to-head so, fantasy, yeah. then you just wipe it away. Okay, I lost this week. Right. You play season-long. Yeah. Where these results are – it's like golf where, like, one it's meltdown wants you for the whole, the whole yeah. tournament. Like, it's, you know, it's compounded. And, yeah. And, and it, exactly. And that's, that's what I'm saying is that you got to – look, the Giants, you know, they're one and two now. They lost two games in New York. Yeah, okay, they lost two games to the Yankees. Move on. They still have a chance. Now they're they dropped play the one White series. So they're lucky to get one game, to be honest. Yeah, and they played they played great game on national television. Which um, should count for two, right? I would think so. I would think so. If you get the win in front of uh, Joe Davis. John Joe Davis, you know, with his heavy makeup on um, and his lathered speech. Um, I think Joe Davis is sometimes fun. He's silly, and Smoltzy can't even keep up with him because he's such a fucking curmudgeon. Well, he, because he, because Joe Davis has pre-scripted the whole broadcast. He's not. I don't know though. Yeah, I don't he know. has. He's got lines. I mean, he tells. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, he's got lines for sure. Yeah, he's but telling he says stories. Some silly shit. He well, says some silly shit, and Smoltz is like, "Huh?" Well, that's what like, I'm saying. Like, if he, if Joe Davis threw away the script. He'd be a much better announcer because he would say more silly stuff or he does make some comments about things like he's ahead of small. Like he was doing color stuff yesterday. Like, well, you're yeah. throwing this bitch here. And yeah, there. I was and, thrown off, too, because I was like, well, that's is that Smoltz? That, yeah, I was like, that's not Smoltz's voice. But I guess yeah. Joe Davis is like, I know this shit. I'm, yeah. you know, I can get the words out faster. <laughs> No, but it's true, and and that's what I'm saying. Like he should do that because all that scripted stuff and then it it's 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 kind of dead. It's like it's he should be in the game, and if you if you're in the game, because you know what the, the great thing is that game yesterday is a great example. There's so much exciting going exciting stuff going on in these baseball games now, with with the the stolen bases. Now all of a sudden yeah. they're like, oh, because here's the other rule that people don't realize: you can only throw oh, over the that first was the other base thing I was twice. Say. Well, that was okay. the other thing I was gonna say. If if you walk guys, it's like yeah. little league now, where they're like practically automatically on second base. Like well, control, control, and not giving up base runners, especially with walks, is almost just as important as the other factor I was talking about about you know ground ball pitchers. You cannot right. give up walks. Everybody who walks, especially with zero outs, yeah. scores. I mean, well, and here's the like, deal. Here's the deal is that which the rule is a lot that no one really talked about about the throwing to first base is you're allowed two throwovers and the third one, but if you don't get the guy, the guy automatically gets second uh, per batter. They got Rizzo today. Did you see per, that? Yeah, per batter. Well, Rizzo and Rizzo got got yesterday because they picked the guy off and Rizzo went to go tag him and he was on his way to second. <laughs> Oh yeah, Lamont. Yeah, that was amazing. I but, love that. No, but, but Rizzo but, but got picked off today. I know, but what I'm saying is that 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 the rule is you can throw over there per batter, right? 
So if the leadoff runner gets on, you can throw twice during the first batter and a third time. And if you get him, and then a new batter comes up, let's say you strike that batter out and the guy's still at first base, you can throw over there again. So I don't think people have really publicized that fact of it. Yeah. Uh, because everyone just said, oh, you can always throw over there. No, that's not true. You can throw there more than twice just with different batters. Right. And and that I was not fair. I know I do too, but it, it's not very clearly laid out that way. Like I Hell think no. if you ask, if you ask most people, they say, "Oh, if you don't want to throw over there twice." It's like, well, no, you can actually throw there more, depending yeah. on how many outs there are. And and uh, so, but it's interesting that you know guys are getting stolen bases. Crawford stole a base yesterday. I know um, he had no, one stolen base last year. You know, um, the and the number has comp- these. They put in so many rule changes in one season swoop that it's just absolute madness and i think overall i like it um fantasy wise i got blindsided a little bit um and you know i guess maybe it'll even out everybody's gonna have a couple of arkitis and bassets on their team to start the season but we'll you know we'll figure things out teams are gonna figure things out and go hey johnny brito for the yankees Mm -hmm. he's looking he's looking a lot better than fucking chris bassett and right really pardon my language uh, this is like a, a vent session for me because I'm so angry. Yeah. Uh, but because uh, you're locked in. I'm locked on fantasy baseball. But you're locked in on last year's rules with your team. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I was I was locked on last year's models yeah. and predictions yeah. and projections. You, so. You're like a basketball team with guys who score in the paint and all of a sudden the three-point shot is the hot thing. Well, the funny thing is I've been listening to Hot Stove fantasy podcasts all winter and they're like it's going to change the the guys who work quicker will have an advantage strikeout pitchers are going to have an advantage and everybody talked about it but then when it came time to draft we're like well i'm not going to not get Chris bassett right because he's on the blue jays they're going to win a lot of games yeah he's gonna he's gonna eat innings and today he only ate 3.1 innings and gave up nine runs yeah that's bad um well, I think, uh, but I, yeah, I think it's the baseball is uh, overall it's great and um, it's great. And if 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 there's a cost to fantasy people, good. Um, yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No, we're gonna survive. We'll be fine. Because now it's it's about the it's about the team, it's about the game and the game inside of the game, right? So now there's right. even more game inside the game because you've got all these things that people are and people are still trying to find out how to game the game, right? And 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 find their little ways that they can tweak it and get away with something. Yeah, the um, analytics nerds are going to have like a busy couple of weeks ahead of them figuring out. Oh, but oh, I, I'm I, going in the elevator. So this is the segment of the podcast where Ross goes in the elevator and Kevin talks. So go for it. Yeah. So th- so here's the deal. Um, Bruce Bochy and people like that. Those are the people who are going to make the most of these new rules changes because. They're going to bring their old school thought pattern, old school way of attacking things, old school way of figuring out what how this can work to their advantage. While the people with the calculators and the Denny menus, all that stuff is is now 1.0 and they need to move on to 2.0. But they haven't quite written the software yet to figure all this stuff out because they're basing the everything off. The guys with the menus. Yeah. So, but what I'm talking about is that all those people who do all the analytics stuff is basing everything off lots of stats from the past 
that don't include this type of thing that's going on now. That's a whole new thing. So it's like 1.0 there on 2.0 is where we're at, but they haven't written the software yet for 2.0. So like you said, they're, they're going to be scrambling. I disagree though. I think out, but... they're going to be scrambling, well, on, but see. I think so, they're going to have to lean on these. But I, I, but ahead, I, sorry. what I think in the meantime is managers like Bruce, I mentioned this managers like Bruce Bochy, Buck Showalter, or these other kind of old school managers are the ones who are going to really take advantage of the situation because they can do it in real time to try and figure out ways around these rules. And because they've been doing that their whole Probably. life. That's how, that's how they, that's how they've been I think you're successful. Right, to for short term, for sure. But long term, we'll see. We'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I think the guys who can improvise obviously will have a short term advantage. But I think they're going to re rely yeah. on their nerds to like come up with a new plan. And you might see guys like brought up from the miners who they think fit these fit these molds. Yeah, I, I it's interesting. Like I saw the Giants doing some stuff these last few days because you know no more shift. People would think the bunt is irrelevant, right? But the Giants have utilized the bunt pretty well in these first three games in a in a in a strange way to get hits and stuff. So, um, it, yep that that's gonna, that's going to be interesting because. Uh, there's just there'll be some play and the stolen base thing is is old school right like the gamesmanship and the stolen base yeah um, and I because I think someone was talking about this and I forget who it was but they were saying like will it get to that point to let's say you throw over two times the first base and you know the guy's going to take second anyway why mm -hmm. don't you just try to why don't you just try to get him the third time and if you don't get him you don't get him but if if he if he yeah. goes the second it doesn't make a difference because he was going to steal it anyway. And you don't have that chance of throwing the ball away at second well, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I think it's going to be kind of like the the uh, what happened in the NFL in these high-profile Super Bowl games and other games where teams go, let them score a touchdown so yeah. I can get the ball back. You know, it's like <laughs> – Yeah, it's, there's it's, going to be all kinds of weirdness. Yeah, where on. it – exactly, to where the rules that were set up in a certain way to have more competition may actually turn around and have less competition – because they may acquiesce and give that guy a second base. You know? you, tell me the last time you saw a close basketball game that didn't have people at one end fouling the other team like right. ad nauseum. Like, you know, that wasn't yeah. how the rules of basketball were drawn up. But now it's like pretty it's much part to of be the, expected. Yeah, it's part of it's Yeah, like these college games just stretch out forever at the end. If they're close, if they're close games. Um, right. And then it be, it, it's almost like, and it's so true, it's almost like, those, those those type of basketball games become like a, a shootout in in soccer, right? Because it's all comes down to who's their making better your free yeah. making your free throw and your penalty kicks, you know. Yeah. So it's very interesting that it's got that kind of like you said. That's not the goal, but that's what's happening. So yeah, but that's been a part of basketball for I don't even know a long how time. long long time. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't mean, as long as I can remember. There's been a like there's a certain score line in basketball where if it's all out and it's not really yeah. close. There's fouling going on in the last two minutes or minute and ex a half. Ex exactly, and just put and trying to and then the the counter of that is you try to make sure the ball's in the hand of the guy who's a good free throw for sure, right? <laughs> Versus when it gets caught in the hands of the guy who can't shoot, and then they foul him. That's so that's yeah. And the and the team and the coaches are players every every reset. You know, like while yeah. they're while their teams on defense, they bring in their yeah. big guys. When they're yeah. on offense, they bring in their shooters, and then 
then all of a sudden three guys go sit down by the scorer's table because they know they're coming in the next change of possession. Yep. And the change of possession is often as they go to the line. So yeah, I mean, baseball, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think it's great. Um, I think we're learning who uh, in in terms of base dealing, who are going to be able to take advantage of this, who's not going to take advantage of it. Um, And I think that'll be fun. Like I said, this is in, in previous podcasts, this is the era of the catcher. The catcher has a lot to, to to do uh more than they had to before um so um it was interesting there was a little uh anger there between the catcher um trevino and uh i forget who was pitching for the yankees at the time but there was a a dribbler in front of the plate and there was a little uncertainty of who should go for it yeah um and uh it and stuff like that is like the catcher the catcher rules right like so um the catcher is the only player who gets to see the game in front of them so right. it's, it's super interesting. It's going to be, it's going to be good. I love it. Oh, no, it's going to be good. And, uh, you yeah. know, obviously the players and teams and coaches that are able to make the adjustments more quickly or who have players they can bring in to try and do things differently. You know, I mean, it's, the thing is, it's like strikeouts more than ever, but also wor- walks are more, more dangerous than ever. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Base so runners. Think- Base runners are bad. Base runners are bad. Yeah. And the product on the field is great. I mean, look at this Boston Baltimore series. It's been, it's been wild, you know, and I know Mm -hmm. that's partly Fenway park, you know, high scoring, but like, it's still just been really exciting. Yeah. No, exactly. It's going to be good. All right. It sounds like you're, are you working today? You got to, I'm at work. I'm yeah. I'm heading off to trial tomorrow. I'm I'm putting boxes together. I'm putting binders together. Nice. So um, yeah, it's, if for those of us fo- for those of you following along, it's Sunday opening weekend of baseball, and I am paralegaling. I'm at the office. Yeah. Now I'll let you go, but uh, this is great. Good good check in. We'll maybe we'll do in. some more of these. Do some more of these short ones. I'm trying. I think my first game of the year. I may go see. The Cleveland Guardians at a day game at the Oakland Coliseum on Wednesday. Ooh, and, uh, get to see our uh, board nailer. Yeah, and it could be uh, just me and a few fans there. Yeah, at the of game. course, of course. Um, so, so it could be good. I might, I might do that. I might try and do that. I missed uh, Otani the other night when the A's actually. I know. The um, Angels are looking. I think so. Right now, they're in the they're in the going to the bottom of the third, tied zero to zero. Okay. Well, just watch. Dodgers are up. Yeah. Padres are up. One nothing. Bottom of the third. Oh, that game already started. Yeah, they need a win. They need a win desperately. Yeah, they need. They need to get back to five hundred. Yeah, they need to get those fans all happy and and spending money in the in the the light. What's it? The lighthouse district. Gas gas lamp. <laughs> gas lamp. <laughs> gas light district. Gas anyway. Light, that's right. <laughs> gas lamp all right okay well all right my good. guy well thanks for talking me off the ledge go yeah Padres. no you're good it's good go you know fantasy. fantasy baseball if i can get you if i can get you away from fantasy then you know or this is good i i mean i'm you know i'm, I'm open to discussions on stuff yeah but, um it's gonna be it's gonna be a good season it's gonna be a great season lots of a lot of adjustments and lots of learning yeah. to happen exactly all right okay. all right boss okay okay bye. bye that's so baseball oh my god it's Oh, baseball.